Another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. And as you just heard from that drop, EA Coetting is in the house. Let's bring them all in. Gentlemen, what's going down? Hey, how you doing? How are you, Eric? I'm doing great, thank you. And how are you, Mike? Hello, Mr. Deacon. I'm doing well. And yourself? You know, I can't complain. Coronavirus free so far. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. Until I catch it again. <laughs> Let's hope that does Since happen. I have already been exposed, as you know, Mike. I do. I'm a survivor. Now, Eric, I want to welcome you back again for another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. Of course, you've been here before. This is not your first rodeo, but always a honor and pleasure to speak to you. Oh, and pleasure's all mine. I love I love jumping on and throwing some thoughts around with you. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready to play ball. I love that. And, of course, before we go forward and jump into all the lovely subjects here, I did want to ask you, how's everything going on in your personal life right now? I know your girlfriend was affected by this, too. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was... Uh... Uh, that was actually crazy. I, I, I escaped. I was actually in New York when the, uh, the, the, uh, first, um, what kind of waves started hitting the U.S. And, uh, uh, I was able to, to make my way through JFK and, and get home without, uh, without catching the virus. Obviously, I've been self-quarantined the, for 14 days now. Um, so, so today is my last day of, of, uh, of happen to, to, to keep myself inside from my own reasons to protect others. But now, Obviously, there's uh, a whole uh, the, the whole world is just lit on fire with this. So yeah, and uh, my, you know, I'll tell you what the the first off, uh, the, there's such a uh, a power in in the the 
the technology we have, video chat and video calls. Uh, that that as my my girlfriend, she she lives in Scotland, and and as she's she's struggling to breathe at one point. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I get on I get on the phone with her, and 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 I'm not just talking to her, but I'm seeing her gasping for breath, and I'm guiding her into you know to sitting upright and opening her airways and and slowing down her breathing. Go get some some steam going in the bathroom, and uh, you know I'm I'm walking her through steps that that, that may save her life, and. Uh, so, so while that was rough, like I am so, so thankful that, that this is, this technology is available and that I could be there for her to, to, to help walk her through that. But that does seem like there, with, with this virus, there, there does hit a critical point where it goes from like, oh, I'm not feeling too great to, oh my God, I'm going to die. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's, that is, that is rough. Um, and, uh, the, like, like we're, like we're seeing, we're, we're just seeing the beginning of this really. Um, so, that's true. Yeah. We are. And how is she right now, by the way? She, she, you know, she is, uh, almost totally healed up that, the, the, she, she, she's got a, a, a cough that is just not going away. And, and this, yeah, one of the things that uh, is said about this is that, uh, that you, know, you can expect to cough for weeks after, after this, uh, after actually catching this. So. Uh, but but she's back to full health and strength and uh, and uh, is not back to work since so she's in the UK. They're 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 locked down as it can be. So yeah, good. Well, Lord. our thoughts go out to her. Give her give her our regards. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. And she's not she wasn't hooked up to a ventilator or anything like that, right? Not that serious. She did. She did not. She went. She did go down to the uh, to the you know whatever their version of an Instacare would be and. Uh, uh, and they, they they basically just checked her out and said, "Look, you're not you're not at a critical point. I know you feel like you're at a critical point, but go home." Um, and and that yet, yet again, that is another uh, that is another uh, factor of this this disease in particular is that uh, that, that they, people do feel like they're on death's doorstep, and 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 then the next day they're kind of clear. You know, it's a it's a really interesting, or, or they're not, or it just worsens from there for some people, unfortunately. So. Uh, it is really, really hard to predict what's going to happen or, or uh, to know that's, how this is going to go forward. That's that's the thing with this virus is that, um, as you just mentioned, it, it, with most most viruses, you you feel like shit for you know 24 hours and then you start coming out of it. But with this one, there's really there's a lot of difficult um, difficulty being able to tell which direction you are going to go down, depending on how bad it, it actually affects you. So yeah, the, it, it's a, it's a toss up. And, and, and without, without any real, cause when, when, when the news first started coming out, it was like, oh, that's uh for, for the elderly and the, the people who are already sick. Well, we're finding out that's not the case now. Um, that, uh, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be very discriminatory it, aside from children it doesn't seem to be uh affecting children at the same the same way most viruses would that and that's that's a blessing for sure definitely and i have a little prediction for all of you out there i predict at least 1.6 million here in america will be infected by this by easter now that uh, yeah and I, and I don't i don't disagree with the that numbers are at all and the numbers are doubling that's where um getting this from and also uh, mds out there in new york uh, who i talk to pretty daily so you know i choose to believe them than any conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. out there to be honest with you 
Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I think we're looking. We're, I mean, we're going to be looking at a uh, uh, pretty much everybody at some point is going to have to have the antibody for this. Like that, 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 that is the 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 case. And whether that's through uh, vaccination or through catching this and 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 surviving, one way or another, I think this is something that that. If, if if we don't develop the antibodies to fight this off within our bodies, this is just going to be a recurring thing. This cannot be the next flu that we get every season. That we can't have this every year. Well, we wow. already surpassed flu numbers, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say twenty to thirty thousand deaths uh, from the flu alone, uh, but those statistics are for the whole uh, seasonal uh, flu. There, uh, we already passed those numbers alone mm-hmm. in America. So. You know, these statistics that people throw around are fucking retarded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have nothing to do with this. I mean, this is very new. So, you know, I see all these statistics people are throwing around and I think, well, first of all, you don't know math and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. That's the problem. And what that is, is, uh, you know, people are just trying, they are trying to comfort themselves. That's what it is. That's the face of uncertainty. Yes. That's pretty much what and it is. And that's fine as long as your comforting yourself isn't, uh, you know, spreading false and dangerous information. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I knew right away I was, and I was told at JFK, you know, just assume that you are uh, infected and, and quarantine yourself. Okay, cool. I did that. I've been ready for this since I was a kid. I've got, I've got, mil, you know, MRE mills mil ready to eat. I've got boxes and boxes of those. Uh, I'm kind of sick of eating them at this point, but you know, it's a, uh, uh, you, you really so 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 here's here's the bitch about this is like self quarantining and, and 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 social distancing this is absolutely necessary um but but doesn't this have all of the trademarks of what a uh, a new world order takeover could look like pretty much <laughs> yeah interesting didn't didn't we just talk about that with Jim the other day like how he believed that uh this is uh some sort of a government uh, takedown or not takedown but takeover so to speak. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you know that, and, and I, I, I don't, I don't think it is. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of watching the way our government is responding to this, and all the world's governments are responding to this. And uh, I mean, it, either, either it's genius beyond belief, or, or, the, or they are just fumbling to try to figure it out like everybody else. And I kind of feel like they're fumbling. And uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, but, but to the conspiracy theorists, to this is a this is a prime uh, opportunity to, to kind of wave your flag and, and and get some attention because this this does have all of the trademarks of of what a perfect takeover could look like and and I I, I don't think that's what's happening but the one question I do have is like while while we're all very very distracted by this somebody is using this as an opportunity to do something there's a magic trick of some sort that's happening of course that we're not paying attention to oh so, yes and and, and you know, whether or not we ever find out what that is is a different story yeah there's lots of things going on and of course there are people freaking out they don't like being sequestered and i myself um have always thrived on being sequestered uh to be honest with you uh, lots of people complaining crying about how their lives have changed dramatically, but the world sometimes can change overnight, and it surely has. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to yeah, be crying I, anymore, however. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, so, so we, we, we had this really, really brief period of super comfort, and uh, where everything we, everything we needed and wanted was just there for us. And, uh, and, and I do think that that was just a brief little flicker. I don't know that we're going to get back to, to, 
I, we, you know, a lot of people are waiting for, for life to resume the way it used to be. I don't think that, that we're going back there. I don't think we, I don't think there's a Kansas to go back to. No, there um, isn't. I think it's a, you're right. No, we move, we got to move forward and, and, and really our, our entire society is going to be adapted just like, just like we've seen since 9-11. We can see all of the changes that we've had that, that, that have been forced upon us and that we've also agreed to make, you know, there, uh, I don't mind going through a body scanner at this point at the airport. Just get me to my freaking air, airplane. Um, air travel is going to be a really touchy uh, uh, subject for a while too, and that's uh, that's that's concerning. Well, I've got a girlfriend in Scotland. Yeah, I used to be able to just jump on a plane and plane us here whenever I wanted to. So I got to start making plans on on getting her over here more permanently. Yeah, you're going to have to work on that. And of course, you brought up the JFK airport. And you were there when all this went down. What was your experience like there? What exactly did they tell you? I'm curious. So uh, it was actually uh, it was it was a scary situation. I I had the uh, had an Uber take me from my hotel to the to the airport, and um uh, uh, the, the 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 city itself it looked like a ghost town. It was uh, it was the creepiest New York City I've ever seen. And uh, uh, so we drive with no traffic, hit the airport, and uh, and it looked like um. It looked like a makeshift hospital in in, in post apocalyptia. Um, it was uh, everybody's everybody's in masks and uh, um, some people in full jumpsuits, uh, like like uh, hazmat gear. Um, everybody's looking pale and and, and crying and, and and shaking and nervous and it, it, the the. Uh, the, the fear just in, in, in the airport itself was intense. It was palpable. Uh, and so my, I, what I did through the whole thing was I, I basically just started meditating, getting my mind focused, focusing on the, this, this is what I do is I focus on what I want rather than what I don't want. And, uh, so saw myself getting home, you know, uh, being able to see my daughter. I, I haven't seen her for three weeks now. Um, I get her tomorrow, uh, she's nice. safely with her mom, but I didn't want to risk infecting her. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but no, JFK was, uh, it, it was, uh, a glimpse of, of, uh, of, uh, really, really a pretty terrible situation. And, and, and that was, that was at the start. I mean, I can, yeah. What New York is going through right now, my, my heart goes out to New York, you know, once again for the, for, for, for being kind of the center of a, of a huge disaster as well as, as well as New Orleans. Remember this. LA as well. Remember this, yeah. boys. 1.6 by Easter will be infected and that's just in America. The numbers are mm. doubling every day. Trust and believe. Mm. I'm not going to wow. sugarcoat shit here for you. I'm not here to fear monger. <laughs> I'm not here for any of that fucking shit. Uh, no. This is just the reality, and this is reality speaking to all of you out there. Mm -hmm. That's the grim. Yeah, teacher. you know, and, well, and and, and the, there's there there is a grim aspect to it. There's also the. Uh, but I thrive in the those. I thrive in the end times, though, and I'm sure you do too, mm -hmm. Eric. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you can only thrive so much if 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 a, a disease such as this is taking down humanity. Hazmat suit, I mean, Mike. Hazmat suit. Okay, be that as it may, <laughs> be that as it may, you still have to think how this would – let's just think apocalyptically if, like in the future, okay? We've all seen the movies, you know, there's a war that, that knocks everybody out or even who knows. It's just some kind of catastrophe that takes down humanity and then you got your guys running around with, you know, AK-47s, MP, um, MP-15s and AR-15s and pistols and spears and knives and they're all out to, you know – get food, so on and so forth. But the fact is that even possible 
when, when, when a virus like this is taking down humanity and we can't figure out how to fix it. That, that's, that's what I'm getting at is that no matter what you got to survive, if this thing gets you, it's over. It, this is like the walking dead. You know, it, it's, it's out there. No matter what you do, it's, it's there. And, and we, it's part of nature at this point. And until we figure out scientifically how to fix this, I don't think there's going to be a future apocalyptic, uh, scenario. Yeah, you know that's well, and obviously that the the economy's taking going to take a huge hit. When I mean, even if Massive. we pull out of this, yeah, even if we pull out of this at, at record speed and and everybody works together and we this all comes together perfectly, we are still <laughs> we're still pretty fun. I mean, still we, up uh, Shit's Creek. That's right yeah. because that's what I've been telling Michael. I'm I'm, I'm more nervous and disturbed about what's going to happen with the economy than I am about. The virus, as I've mentioned multiple times on multiple shows with Michael, I live in in Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in a rural area. I'm, I got to be honest, I'm not even worried about the virus because I don't have a lot of neighbors. I live in a gated community, woods, woods, woods in the sticks, and it's the economy with, with all these businesses being shut down. That is what worries me the most because now we're talking about a shutdown until April 30th. How long? That that's what another four or five weeks, uh, another month. How are we going to survive? How is everyone going to survive? Well, people are not going to survive once they get hooked up to a ventilator. By the way, seventy to eighty-five percent of those hooked up to those will die. Uh, Mike. Yeah, you know that. So, so that's so that the is uh, one of the statistics. Yeah, well, and then, uh, so I got I got home and and uh, you know just texted family and friends to let them know I was I was uh, home and 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 that I was quarantining myself and a lot of them said, well, you got to get to the hospital. I said, absolutely not. That's where people go to die. Like we're, we're not we're not like the hospital is is full of people who absolutely are sick and. Uh, um, I, I know what they're going to tell me. They're going to tell me to go home and get plenty of sleep and drink a lot of water. Like Pretty they're, much. They're, they're, that 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 is the thing. Is like the, the the ventilator that that's the that is the last line of defense. That's the only thing that they really have that they're able to treat this with at this point is a and ventilator. They're, and they're point, running out. That's you, the you know you're you're yeah crazy part, so, man. That is yeah. the crazy yeah. part. We are running out of medical supplies. To be perfectly honest with all of you. Um, Eventually, we will be running uh, out of staff as well. Wait and see. Right. If you think I'm bullshitting you, wait and see. Work? How long can these people work 24 hours a day for several days a week? They need reinforcements. Oh, and they're, and, and they're, they're, they're at this point being the ones that, that are most infected is are the, the, the medical workers. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is a terrible situation. Well, and then the, you know, just in the news this morning, as I just, uh, uh, Googled, you know, just quick news. I like to do a daily checkup of what's going on. And, uh, and it, it, it is an interesting irony that the same country that gave us this virus is also providing the medical equipment that we're not getting in <laughs> right. time. Um, a lot of it really, doesn't even uh, work either, by the way. Yeah. China real, China really fucked up. They really did. Uh, I believe they, so. They didn't, they didn't come. Sorry. I said, I believe so. Yeah, they 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 kept the information from us for too long. This could have been contained. It could have been contained in China, and now look what it's gotten to. It's it's spread all over the world. Yeah, can you can you imagine though? I mean, we're having 
People were having issues just staying at home. Can you imagine if the power grid actually went down? That's when. Oh my god! That's when shit oh, will hit man. the fan. So I mean, uh, that's the only that's, thing I worry the most I, about. I can never, I can never rely on internet and and you know computers and stuff like that. You know, I I just can't rely on it. You know, I always got my bank sending me statements. They're like, oh, go go green, <laughs> uh, get rid of you know, go paperless. I'm like, screw that. Right. Give me my paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And, 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 and oh, and that, and that is that is a uh, a potential is um so 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 right now we we have all turned really really heavily towards the internet and um I I I, I that's that at this point is a, a a blessing that we have the internet to be able to to not feel so isolated and to connect with the people we love but uh, but yeah that is. Uh, <laughs> with with social isolation and then you know like you said if the if the grid goes down whew, we 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 uh that's the, it the, the yeah the feel the feeling of isolation wouldn't be a feeling anymore and well and then we also have to be when we're talking about a a, a quarantine that could last uh months um people are going to stop and then people aren't getting paid They're, people are going to start running out of food and 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 at that point i mean it is going to be it that's when it gets dangerous i'll tell you what i yeah yeah and i and I, I, and I do have, I've got a wall full of, uh, uh, rifles and, and, and archery equipment. And, uh, and I know really well how to take care of myself in the wild because, because I have known my whole life that we, that during my life at some point, I would be coming across times very much like these. Um, I, you know, and in, in, in fact, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I've been talking with my cohorts at Become a Living God and we, and we've all been doing rituals to bring about this exact, you know, not, not this exact situation, but to bring about significant change in the world at an apocalyptic scale. So. Oh, now look what you did, Eric. <laughs> no, well, here we go, Eric. I mean, the reset button was pressed here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and I will tell you what, not, um, and, and, and I'm not going to say that, 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 you know, the, the couple of people that I work with and I were, were, were the cause of, of anything like sure. this, but we, but we, we could all feel and, and, and heard the, heard the voice kind of guiding us, telling us where things were going and, and either the boat is going to go down the river. So either, uh, and you paddle with it or paddle against the river, whatever you want to do. But, uh, I find it's easier to, to, to paddle with it and, and to go with the current right. because this is, unfortunately, this, this is going to sound heartless to people who are losing people and people who have lost their jobs or this is a necessary change. We needed, uh, we needed some sort of change. And in, in what I've gathered, this is, this is the first wave of several waves of changes that are going to be hitting us. And, and, uh, I, I mean, I, my heart goes out for, for, for those who have lost loved ones and, and, you know, who, who are struggling. Um, I, I'm, I know I'm looking at my uh, finances right now and, and seeing the money that I wasted last year and realizing where I need to shore it up. But, uh, uh, but in, in general, I, I do get a feeling that we are going to be okay. Like, and, and not everybody, but, uh, I, I've, I've got a standing agreement with the Prince of Darkness. He, he's, he's taken me all the way. So, uh, you too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Eric, by the way, speaking of these visions, have you had any sort of apocalyptic dreams perhaps? You know, um, not, uh, 
not recently, but let me tell you what I what, what I did have that uh, when when I first started looking into uh, self hypnosis and and uh, deep deep meditative states, I started experimenting with that and and going into these visionary states, just letting my imagination go wild and 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 see where it would take me. And uh, at one point, it took me extraordinarily deep inside of myself. Um, and, and, and this is one of the first actual visions, uh, the, the, that I had was, uh, I, I, I was standing on a, a sand dune out in the desert and, uh, a hand that is the size of, uh, uh, of a mountain comes out of the sky, a human hand and the index finger touches the earth and a shock wave, uh, emanates from there and, and, and destroys everything. It absolutely obliterates everything. And in the same moment, the desert is turned into, a, or the next moment, the desert is turned into a lush, uh, um, uh, tropical area. An oasis. It's just be- beautiful. Yeah, an oasis, exactly. And, nice. and, uh, and the whole earth is, is, is basically the, the, a new heaven and a new earth. Now, as I was doing this, I had a, a friend that was guiding the, uh, the session. And, uh, and she said that, that, that throughout, uh, the, the, that visionary period, she was asking me questions to try to see what I was seeing. And the only words I were saying, was saying was, uh, 2020 to 2025. 2020 to 2025. Um, and I, I knew that that was a year range. This, this next five years is going to be, uh, in really, really intense. Uh, I don't think that it's going to be all bad stuff. It's not going to be all viruses. I think we're going to see some major breakthroughs. Um, we're going to see, uh, I mean, t- t- technological breakthroughs like no other merger between, uh, you know, spirituality and science is going to start happening very soon, just like it always does. Everything that science now at one point was witchcraft. So, uh, we're going to have a greater understanding of the mysteries of things. There's a lot of good that, that, that is going to come, but there's also going to be a lot of disruption. Well, I don't disagree with that vision at all. And Eric, on that note, how old were you when you started getting into the occult and the left-hand path? You know, uh, I I, I kind of had toyed with it a little bit as a child child. I mean, where, where I sat and tried to, to, to make my Lego blocks levitate. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was just just having fun with it. I, 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 I could feel the gravity of, of, it, of something like that pulling me towards it. And so I just kind of went with it. Uh, but but I, I really fell into to, to the, the occult through uh, the Ouija board when I was 12 years old. And, uh, and that was, um, uh, we start playing it with the family, you know, the stepbrothers and sisters, and, and we, we all gather around the Ouija board, put our hands on the planchet, and, and it starts going crazy, uh, uh, figure eights around the entire board. And then we, uh, we ask it a question, the, 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 uh, the force, the, 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 the instantaneous momentum of the, the planchet across the board is a really interesting thing that kind of signals it's not being pushed. It's actually being pulled by something. And, uh, and we were, we were definitely experiencing that. But as, as we're talking to this, this being that, uh, is giving us some kind of bullshit story about how it once was this little boy that got, that, that got malaria or something, it, 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 which these are hardly ever spirits of the dead that you get on Ouija boards. They're usually like some sort of negative wandering spirit. Um, I, I could feel the presence of that spirit that we were talking to. I could feel it in the corner of the room and, uh, and, and sort of communicating with it internally without really realizing even what I was doing. Uh, and, and so I quickly moved from the Ouija board to just, Hey, there's a spirit over there. Let me talk to it. 
and uh and it was all just like an unfolding from there very interesting and why exactly was it that you got into this to to begin with uh, eric well you know so with with 2020 hindsight i look at it and and um uh it seems like uh i was drawn to it well, okay, so there are a few a few different uh, things I could point to. So one would be the the obvious psychological. I was drawn to it for uh, to to try to to try to reclaim lost power from early childhood, uh, just a sense of powerlessness of of situations. I went through all kinds of uh, horrific situations with uh, um, foster families and such as a as a small child, and uh, and, and so I especially as I got into my my early teens, I I, I just really had that uh that, that feeling of like I, I i i have not had power in my life over much anything and and i need to find a way to get it and uh and i started i, I kind of just stumbled on 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 witchcraft and started playing with a couple spells here and there and and sort of seeing this stuff actually works it's uh in fact, it works just like a system. You just plug yourself into it, and and it unfolds these these amazing results. And uh, and so it did. It didn't just tempt that 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 uh, restoration of, of of lost power, but it actually fulfilled it. That oh my god, now now I can make any of the girls at school I want. And, you know, go out with me or whatever. right. <laughs> and, and 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 it was. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Most people um, are are brought into the occult by the, the the petty desires. You know, the the little things that that you can do and sure. and the manipulative uh, aspect, but the. There is a magical process of, of, of internal alchemy that, that kicks off when, when you start, uh, diving into this. That, that process does unfold you. It, it, it actually is looking for your best side and it's trying to bring that out. And, uh, uh, in order to get to there, you've got to exercise a lot of demons. And so there, there, there can be some kind of wobbles on the, on the path of ascent, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so I, so I started out with some of the, the, the more basic, just the, the petty desires and seeing if I could make things work. And then pretty quickly it, it, it went from that to, uh, to, to seeing this as uh, something that, that, that can be applied to, to, to absolute spiritual fulfillment, fulfillment in just about every way that it's not a faith-based system at all, that it's a system that you actually, like I said, plug yourself into, you have the result, you have this experience that you walk away from that, uh, that should forever change you. Every, every ritual that you perform should shock and disturb you and make you question your reality so much that you, you walk away kind of shaking your head. And that's, that is part of the point of it. People who find things like black magic to be disturbing, well, that's the point. Um, and actually the, the, the doom and gloom, uh, type of, um, of uh you know visuals that 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 the people come up with for for the occult is actually a uh uh, it's it's a bit of a hypnotic method that that you know you see you see a skull and pentagrams and the whole the whole imagery of it, and it it, it performs an instantaneous hypnosis. The people people just instantaneously fall into a trance, and they will usually just move away from it, like 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 a snake. They 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 don't want to get too close. Um, but uh, for those people like me that are I guess being called to this, uh, that that trance just draws you closer. So right, uh, it, so it does. So, Eric, this resonated with you at a young age. Um, I'm curious now, was there a single individual who maybe introduced you to these things or was it just your own true will? 
Well, I, I, that, you know, I, I, I've had what I, what I call mentors in passing. The, uh, the, the, okay. like, for, for instance, the, the Ouija board was, was introduced by uh, my, my stepbrother. Mm. And uh, then I moved up to Washington State and just some girl at the bus stop started feeding me information about Wicca. And uh, uh, through my life, I've, I, I've basically always had the message that are ready with the message that I need right when I need it. And, uh, uh, and, and those have always been my, my greatest gurus. And, uh, you know, I, I have joined a bunch of different groups and, and, uh, gone through a lot of different systems to learn how other people do things. But, uh, but I've really been, uh, strangely guided, uh, every step of the way. So by, by strangers that'll just come into my life just to give me a message or, or a particular instruction. And then they're, then they're out. I see. And would you say this improved your life? Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. The, 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 it did, um, obviously create, uh, uh, a different set of struggles that, that I, I maybe wasn't aware of. Right. Uh, you know, social, social struggles, family struggles. Um, but as far as the, the magic interacting with me, it did nothing but really positive things. I mean, I did some, I absolutely misused and abused the power as I, as I went through learning it, but, uh, that, that is part of it. But, uh, by and large, uh, at the end of the day, it, I, I don't know how I would have made it through a lot of life situations, not only with having this, this, uh, this spiritual system to turn to and, and fulfill me spiritually, but also the fact that magic does work, that when you perform a ritual, it does produce results. And, and so I've really tailored my life and been able to guide it exactly where I've needed it to go through magic. And so like even, even, you know, in, in the conversation about going forward into a potential apocalyptic situation, I have no concern. I, I, I know that I'm going to be all right. Like I, because I have seen the miraculous happen and, and, uh, and when I say the miraculous, I mean, uh, sure, the, arra- the rearrangement of, of situations and circumstances, but more than that is the transformation that, that, uh, that the individual goes through in, in the magical process, that you become something that's just a bit, a bit uh, more than human. Understood. And of course, on a side note, I've been watching some of your YouTube videos and have a pretty popular YouTube channel and... I saw one of your last live streams and you look very healthy, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, that's you look a lot not, healthier. Not on accident. Yeah. You look yeah. a lot healthier, man. To be honest with you, I wasn't going to bring this shit up, but you, you look a lot better than you did the last time we talked. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Thank you. And I, that, that has definitely been on purpose. Uh, this last, uh, this last six months has been. Uh, the, something kicked into gear, uh, last September, October, where, where a switch flipped, um, not just in me, but, uh, but I could feel it in the, in the world that something shifted mm. and, uh, and it was time for me to, to get really serious. And, uh, and so I, I buckled down on basically looking at every aspect of my life and my being and saying, okay, how, how can I take everything to the next level? And that, that is something that, uh, One of the one of the things I absolutely needed to find out for myself is that indeed, no matter where you're at, there is a next level, a next level of 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 
your own greatness, the next level of your unfolding. And uh, and so if you ever stop and go, ah, oh, I made it, I'm good. Well, just wait, just wait, because there's 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 more. Life is always giving you what you need to level up. So uh, so yeah, so I took a lot of the 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 I took the opportunity that that, that was given to me to uh, of knowing that that there were some shifts coming to to double down on myself to to bring my body where it needed to be and 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 to to rid my life of of any vampiric anything uh, people uh, you know f- friends that that aren't really friends and uh, uh, whatever anything that was an obstacle uh, to, to to my growth or that stood in the way of of my happiness I just had to remove from my life. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's worked. I, I, I feel healthier and happier than ever. And I, and I appreciate that that's, uh, that that's being seen as well. So thank for you. sure, for sure. The cosmic wake up call. A, I love I, it. I, I, Go I'm ahead. Sorry, Ed. Michael. Go ahead, Mike. Jump in there. You. I have okay. a very important question I have to ask Eric. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a two part question. So after you answer the first part, I need a follow up. Okay. Do you believe since, since you have your faith in, uh, dark arts, do you believe in a a god in opposition to those black arts? In this case, a Christian god or Muslim god or Yahweh in Judaism. Do you believe in any of that? Yes, um, you do. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the and one, I, I, it, the 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 gods of of uh, Judaism, Christianity. Uh, uh, the, to, honestly, in my opinion, these are just minor. These are minor characters, uh, in, in, in the, 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 the big scheme of things. There is a, there is a, a force that, that's called the demiurge that, that's basically, uh, um, it's the pretend God. See, so, so you, so there is a, a source, a central source of, of all things. The way I see it is, is very much like you, you see with, uh, with anything from a cell to a solar system where, where you have a, a, a central point of the, the, a sphere that, a sphere of light that uh, emanates this light. And as the light travels further away from the, the source, it becomes more dense and, uh, until it becomes as dense as, as physical matter. And, uh, and so that, that's kind of the, the, the true nature of, of reality as I see it. But, uh, but then you have this, uh, this being or this force that stepped in and said, ah, now that everything is, uh, set up, it needs to be kept under tight control. And, uh, and that demiurge force has manifested as, as like the, the Yahweh or Jehovah characters that, uh, that, that are the rule makers and the, and the, the ones keeping things in control. You well, do realize, you do li- realize that there are like billions of people who would, who would, uh, challenge you on that statement. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are. You, you and me both. Um, <laughs> so my, my follow up question to all this is, um, if you believe, like you say you do, in, in, in there being two powers, so to speak, less, uh, for lack of a better term, two entities, uh, a positive and or a negative, um, do you believe that when those who are inspired by religion such as Christianity, Judaism or Islam or anything like that, that when they pray, their praying can a- assist them just as if your thoughts and meditation for black magic help you you said you said magic had helped you a moment ago so i, I was curious how do you think when, when a religious person you know says i pray every day or i go to church and i pray and it helps me do you believe that as well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um 
So, so the, the the main, I think the main difference between the two would be that that I've I've looked at the prayers and and the the ceremonies and meditations of, of all world religions that I can come across, and and I've extracted the principles behind them. So what what actually makes this work? Um, and it's 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 not necessarily that the God is hearing your your request and is answering. Uh, actually, what it is is that the the God that you're praying to becomes. Um, it's like an externalization of your own God self, your own God force. So you can pray to any God that you want. Now, most people, when they're praying, uh, they're, they're, if they're praying for something, for, for some sort of intervention, usually they're at a point of desperation. Most people don't approach, you know, their God with, with pleas unless they're, they're, they've hit a wall. Um, so desperation. Mm hmm. Yeah. Then the, the, and the biggest, uh, the biggest problem with, with coming at it with, uh, desperation is that you, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to employ, uh, principles such as, you know, visualizing the end result that you want, seeing it and feeling it as if it's, uh, as, as if you already have it, uh, you know, bringing yourself to that future point of success, um, and then, and then releasing the energy and letting it do its work. Those are, those are principles that, that if, if, if just those three things were brought into prayer, your prayers would be, uh, 10 times stronger and would actually produce results. Um, and then there's, that's, that's the other aspect is when people are praying, they're not, for the most part, they're not necessarily intent on, on producing a result. They're, they're putting it into God's hands saying, oh, you do with this as you want. That's one of the big differences between the way that I would approach it and the way that a, a religious person would. No, I'm going to call on that same God and say, no, you're going to make this happen. Um, and, 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 uh, a part of that is, is because, uh, uh, my, my belief that I, I have no way of proving this at all though, but, uh, is that we are, we are in a position in, in the physical world, in these bodies, we're in a position that all of the gods and all of the spirits envy. They, they want to be here. They want what we have is something that they, they want. can take my place in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know Sorry, what? Uh, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's and that is. Uh, I, I feel the same way, and so I give them. I I, I let them come through and and uh, and and come through my body, come through my my temple, and and uh, bring them into this world because they can do some amazing things. But uh, but yeah, so so the power of prayer it can be really really uh, harnessed if you just put a couple little elements of of you know what what what's been put out there with like law of attraction type of uh, stuff that they're onto this the on they're onto the same truths but uh um it, it, it it's like the prayer just needs to be tweaked just a bit to make it an actual powerful tool so you know the reason i bring this up is we had a guest on uh last saturday who was a, a catholic and thoroughly believes that he is part of a chosen few who believe in jesus christ um, and that the end times are coming, like we haven't heard that a thousand times before. Right. And that um, when the time comes, only his belief is going to be, quote unquote, saved, as he said it. Um, and uh, anybody else would be cast into the, quote unquote, fiery pits of hell. So being a Satanist myself, that doesn't bother me. Um, but what, what I'm trying to, to, to bring to, to a point here is that when – 
you've got two people who actually there's so many people have so many beliefs on religion and i i wouldn't i wouldn't i would not go as far as saying that you are uh in the same category as such people like that but you're definitely saying that magic for you is uh it's like a religion am i am i safe to say that yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you see, I mean, loosely, but yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. do you pray or do rituals or ceremonies on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that has been one of the keys to, to this last six months of, of really unfolding myself is, uh, um, is actually looking at what religious people do. How the, the intensity that, 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 that a truly religious person brings to their, their faith and, and seeing how I can match or double that with, with magic. So, so yeah, absolutely. I, 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 there, there's a huge lesson to be learned. I think we, we tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater way too often that, that, uh, um, you know, I threw out things like daily prayer and, 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 uh, you know, daily supplication, e- even though there are ways that those can be easily modified to, to, to magic. I, I will at this point before, before I eat a mill, hold my hands over the mill and, and channel light into it and then, and, and be, become aware of, of the, the life that I'm taking in order to give myself life. And, and it's, uh, That's it's really very knowable. That's a very noble thing. I've always felt that way about uh, particularly uh, meat. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, and I know what you're saying about that. I, I feel the same way. When I was a boy, my father used to say, "You know, clear your plate." You know, if we had if we had meat. And now I thoroughly understand uh, because I've seen so much waste in this world. People, they they get, you know, you go to these weddings or parties or events, and you'll get, or you know, like a banquet or something. You get this plate of food, and it's got like filet mignon on it, or chicken, or fish. These fucking animals died so these people can eat it. And, and I see these plates getting thrown out, full plates. Some people barely eat what they've been giving, and it makes me sick. It disgusts me to know that these poor animals have died for the nutrition of others, and they just toss it out. But yeah. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, you're good. Yeah, that's so, 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 yeah. So I, 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 I don't think that it's an unfair, uh, uh, parallel to say that, that, that I approach this with the same, in the same way that you would a religion at all. Um, and, and, and there are, it, it, it's not just a, uh, a matter of, uh, a battle of, of ideas or, or beliefs of, uh, you know, uh, black versus white or, or good versus evil. It, it's actually more like a, um, uh, a, a pie graph. And uh, and so so we get our pie chart or whatever, where all, all of the different uh, belief systems are true. They all have they all have a basis in spiritual rea- reality. They all have a basis on the astral plane, and and they all have benefits that they can bring people. But um, that when when it does get into to the argument of like my way is the only way, uh, I mean at that point you're just you're bound to be wrong. You are bound to be wrong. Like, uh, because, because that's, what, uh, yeah. what would you, what would you say to someone who is say an agnostic or a non-believer in either, uh, dark forces or light force forces? Um, that's, you know, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so, so, so part of what, uh, what I think is, is going on is, um, a reestablishment of, uh, of a natural caste system. Uh, we, 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 you know, the, the caste systems kind of got, obviously they got perverted and, and, uh, and, and most of them have been kind of tossed to the side as far as modern society goes. 
but uh, but there was an, an ancient value in in understanding there was a place for the shaman and the sorcerer. There's a place for the priest and the and the kings and the every everybody that helps our society run has a place, and they, and, and that place needs to be celebrated. And uh, and not magic is not for everybody. If you're if you're agnostic and if if you look at this and it just seems like silliness, it's probably not for you. And 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 that because there, I, I do think there is something that we haven't yet identified within the within the genome or something that that makes people like me turned on by this where other people just don't see anything um and and so uh you know somebody's agnostic that's that, that that's cool i'm not i'm not concerned about trying to convert anybody uh, uh but nor if you're agnostic should you be i mean nor should you be because in, in in something like this it's not our preference to go out knocking on people's doors and saying hey have you found lucifer today can you like to <laughs> yeah, right no no there's no we're like really and i'm 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 specifically like here i've got a really big flag that i'm waving to 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 catch the attention of very specific people and uh and if and if they feel like they're being called to this so so if a person's agnostic the, the interesting thing about the about calling yourself agnostic is that that you're you're leaving the door open to believe and that you kind of want to believe, but you, you need a little more convincing. And, uh, and if that's the case, then, um, you turn to some of the occult practices, uh, you know, from go to become a living God.com and just check out the, the, the rituals that you can jump into and, uh, and see how this, this actually is a system that if you, if you apply the principles and, and, and get the steps in the way that they're supposed to, to, to be there, you're going to see the physical world shift and change. You're going to have the manifestation of results that if you're, if you're skeptical, you're going to say, Oh, well, that was an interesting fluke, but let me do another ritual to see. Now you're going to walk down the road with that. And pretty soon you're going to have to admit that something strange is going on. Um, but most, so, so that's an, ag an agnostic might actually do that experiment. An atheist would not because the atheist has already made up the mind that's, that, that this is all silliness and there's no point in even exploring. So that, that is the one thing that I would say an agnostic person probably has a pretty good chance of having a good experience because they still have left the door open. And what would and you consider? Oh, go ahead, question. Mike. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to jump in there really quickly and ask. So, Eric, what would you consider yourself? Uh, a Satanist? Oh, or... I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask. <laughs> you read my mind. I read minds read daily. Mind. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. You, answer. Yeah. You know, I, so, so I would just uh, say I'm, I'm a black magician. I'm a black magician. Ah, okay. That, that, the, the unfortunate thing. So here's here's what I think that we're we're looking uh, we're looking right down the barrel of is uh, some some changes in in the way that this is seen. Once again, like I said, the, the things that 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 everything everything that now is science very not very long ago was uh, was considered witchcraft, and then as soon as it's it's understood and and and, and you know replicated and has gone through the the, the processes. And then, then oh, okay, well, it goes from witchcraft to science. Like that, that, that is the conversion. And, uh, we're about to experience, yeah, we're about to experience something that's going to take all of the things that I'm now calling black magic and, and it's going to be science. So, so I'm a scientist from the future is basically the way to put it. Um, but, but right now the, the best term for that, I guess, would be a black magician. Understood. The, the, the master, the master who, who instructed me, uh, explained the very, very similar, uh, the similar thing that you just mentioned. Um, he, he just made it a point that, you know, understand it, it's like we're alchemists. 
who search for answers of things that are yet to be uh, explained. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Mike is also, well, I shouldn't say also, he is a Satanist. And I believe Mike has even written up his own grimoire, which we don't really talk about anymore, Mike, between us. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, in fact, I was, uh, I actually had a guest yesterday who came by and I was uh, showing her the grimoire that I had written. Um, back in 2011, I wrote a 410 plus page book written by hand in a uh, handmade book, leather bound book from Turkey that I, that I was given. And um, I wrote an entire black magic uh, – I shouldn't say just black magic, just in magic in general, although there's lots of curses and hexes in it. Mm. Um, I used all the sources that I had from – that I had read over the years and I wanted to, I wanted to make a book that um, appealed to me. And it took me exactly one year. I wrote in that book every single day, every single day. So, um, yeah, I'm quite proud of it. It's a work of art in my personal. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. <laughs> the parrot's going nuts. Yeah, I can, I can hear him back there wanting to jump in on the conversation. Yeah, he, he um, jumps in here every now and then. He likes to uh, get on the mic whenever he can. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. little bird. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, the, 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 uh, um, I, 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 at one point I definitely did consider myself to be a Satanist, but, um, and, and the, the, the biggest, I think that the, the only real change that, that, that I've had, uh, is that the, the Satan is a really, really small name for such a big power. Um, there's, in my opinion, there's no, there's no name that's big enough for, for that, that Prince of Darkness. It's, uh, it's, it's, once you've experienced it and, and presence to that, you don't have words to, to describe it anymore. So, uh, I know now a lot of people who, who consider themselves to be Satanists, they've never experienced a presence of that power because most of them don't believe that it actually exists. There's a lot of Satanists that are, are pretty atheistic that, you know, you, you start talking to them and they say, Oh, well, you know, magic's not really real. That's just, that's just psychodrama. And, and, uh, the Prince of Darkness is just an analogy for our, for our, uh, the things that we're hiding, uh, from ourselves and, uh, the unconscious. And the whatever. unconscious well, okay, mind. That's, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, and that's fine because that is one aspect of it. But then there's the other aspect of, of the, there is a very real something that comes into the room that, that when it does come, there's no doubt that, that you're in the presence of something else. And, and what is that something else? Is it something quote evil unquote, or is it something that can be controlled? Ooh. So, um, Kind of no on both. I, I, no, I wouldn't say evil. It is the force of change. Uh, it is the force of of, of uh, uh, what what to us appears to be sometimes cataclysmic and, and chaotic change. Uh, but but it is uh, it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. It, it, it serves it serves its, its its function for sure. Uh, that 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 is the interplay. And we see this in in uh, one of one of the most ancient mythologies that that, that comes from uh, Persia uh, that was developed uh, well, it was developed into Zoroastrianism, but but uh, derived from from all of these uh, these Gnostic schools. And uh, and the idea is that you have the the Lord of Light and the Lord of Darkness, and they are equal in power, and and nothing can be created without both of them 
adding into the the the, the pot uh, because it's an uh, analogy. Yeah, because the the Lord the Lord of Light would just just create light and it would have no form. There would be no no uh, the, the, it, it would just be it would be nothing but light versus nothing but darkness. But you put the two together, they start to mingle in really interesting ways. And uh, and so it is actually between the collision between uh, darkness and light that creates this spark of fire that uh, that is divine that can be used to to create. So 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 it, it's it's a it's a it, but in the moment of the of presencing that Lord of Darkness or the powers of darkness entering into the room, it does feel evil. It feels terrifying. It feels like like you're a very small thing that's about to get eaten. But uh, it uh, do we as, do we as practitioners of black magic or magic itself have reason to fear such entities? Um. I mean, yeah, not not necessarily. I mean, there, there there are aspects to these entities to be feared, just like there are, it is a a force, a cosmic force. So just as much as fearing an asteroid or fearing a, a tornado, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, there is something to be feared there. It is a very powerful force, but uh, but not in that it is trying to 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 personally attack us or, 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 um, become our adversaries unless we approach it that way. If we approach it adversarially, it's going to rise up as our enemy. Well, here's, here's where I need to contradict you on that because if you've, uh, read anything about Aleister Crowley, um, and the things that he wrote, uh, with, uh, what was the guy's name? Mathers, uh, yeah. when they wrote the Go- Goetia back in, what was it? The early 20th century, Um, they, the, the Goetia, there are images that Crowley wrote, um, or drew, I should say in his fixed trance of when he went through the 72 different demons that were, um, supposedly showing themselves to him. And if you look at the old grimoires and you read the descriptions of all these demons, um, there, there, each one has a description. This one will show you treasures. This one will tell you secrets. This one will help you find lost items. This one will uh, lead you to riches, so on and so forth. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is you, each allegedly, each one of these, these entities that we call upon uh can have a certain um what am i looking to say here they have a certain uh character if you will or or a purpose um where and and for the most part i've always been told or read about these these demonic uh entities as being plain and simply demonic Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so if you're looking through a book like uh, like the Goetia, or the, the, actually most most grimoires, there are like a handful of, of of grimoires that that derive from that Solomonic source that are said to be uh, the, right. the, the demons that were trapped by Solomon. Now you, right. you you follow any of those back, you start doing the, the etymological research and, and finding out well where did these actually originate from. And, and and almost every single one of them comes from uh, Persia, from from uh, the Middle East, Samaria, Canaanite. The Canaanites are a huge, huge hotbed for uh, for for where these beings come from, and all of them were were celebrated as some of the the most ancient gods in in in, in human uh, history. That that uh, long before the Israelites were ever even a thing, that uh, that many of these these what are now called demons were worshipped as gods. It was and, the elders. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
Um, and so, yeah, uh, a part of a part of the 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 literal demonization of these ancient gods was uh, was basically just psychological warfare. Once, uh, as part of, of subsuming a, uh, a new culture, that uh, the the the, cult, the the dominant culture would come and say, "Well, we're taking your gods. We're going to make them into lesser gods," and right. uh, and and that kind of just trickled its way until they became as lesser as you can get in the uh, in the hierarchy. Um, uh, but there's uh, also yeah. the, there's also the story of of all them being fallen angels uh, having followed the the trail of lucifer out of heaven and becoming these new uh, you know iconic demonic uh figures so yes the rebellious um, ones the demons right mm-hmm. that's absolutely right michael i i have to say for me personally i began to um be pulled away from the old grimoires because i found them to be associated so much with the Christian religion. Like every time I read a grimoire, it was always like they, it was people who were calling to the, these entities um, and looking for something that they could get from them. Let's just say for argument's sake, they were looking to win a war. So they would contact the demon and say, help me in this war. Uh, but at the same time, they're, they're willing to bind these, uh, or, or keep at bay these demonic entities so that they themselves are not physically attacked. And then they, they also uh, threaten them with, you know, if you hurt me, I will send you back to uh, God and he will contain you in the pit of hell for a thousand years. So I, I found so much of it to be associated with religion. Then when I went, went and read the Satanic Bible, it explained to you, well, you don't want to have that sort of a relationship with a demon. You don't want to threaten it. Right. You? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've, uh, you've come across, uh, father, uh, Dr. Father Malachi Martin. He used to do a lot of, uh, radio shows and stuff. Uh, he, he was a, a leading exorcist in the, the, the Catholic order of exorcists. And I started following his work and then, then looking into the, uh, the, the order of exorcists and seeing what, you know, seeing what is actually in, entailed in exorcism and, and such. And it, it turns out that when you actually join the order of exorcists and you start doing exorcisms on people, that your, your life expectancy goes down to a year and a half to three years from that moment. So, so, so basically you start making enemies that you can't handle. And, uh, and that, that is very true. If you, you know, if you, if you're calling these entities up and, uh, and assuming that they're, that you, they, they're your enemy and you need to try to overpower them, you're, uh, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. They're much, as, much... Wait, as, as an exorcist or as a conjurer. Well, either way, either way. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think, I, I think the, the biggest thing that, that's going to determine how the interaction goes is, is how you come into it, set and setting and, 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 and intention. And, uh, and so if you, if you make the assumption that it's your enemy, it's going to treat you like, like an enemy. Um, it, uh, so, so I, I make the opposite assumption and, and I, and I do this with, not just with the uh, the spirits I call, but but even just the way I see reality is is that it's all actually uh, working for me. That 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 all of these things are happening uh, as as manifestations of exactly what I need, exactly what I want. And so the demon that I'm that I'm being drawn to call, I'll, I will call on them and then uh, greet them as brother and friend. And 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 rather than telling it, hey, go do this for right. me. I'll present my problem and say, hey, I'm having an issue with this in life. What can I do on my end and what can you do on your end? How can we work together? And, uh, right. and right. that's that's a um, – it makes, makes all the difference in the world. And, and then at that point, 
Yeah. And then you're not just, you're not just dealing with like a, a servant that's doing things for you. Then, then that becomes a, a, a guide that can teach you how to, how to do one, one of the things that, that, that really kind of gets me is when, when, when people will do rituals, uh, uh, to make things happen and they don't do anything physical to follow that up, that, that, that they, they just expect that these spirits are going to go do all the work for them. And, and I look back to my, my ancestors, the Vikings, and I, I like their approach a lot better where they, they would carve the runes on their, on their swords and shields and on, on, put it on their faces and, and they would, uh, they would invoke the power into themselves and say, you know, I, I'm about to go do something that I don't know that I can do. Please help me. But then right. they're the ones that go into battle. They're the ones that go out into the world and do the things that need to be done with the, the protection and aid that they need rather than just sitting on the sofa waiting for it to come. <laughs> Vikings sitting on the sofa. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And Eric, by the way, have you ever seen uh, any physical entity yourself during your conjuring here? Yeah. I, 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 have, see, I have absolutely seen, well, and in a physical yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That, that there's a uh, that there's an interesting um, crossover that happens where you know, your vision, your, all of your senses do do kind of fade from this world to the next and back and forth. But then, uh, if you're using that during the process of evocation, I have <laughs> I have definitely uh, well. So first, I've had I've had uh, manifestations, materializations of, of of spirits that that I've I've seen in front of me uh with my eyes and uh and that just seeing them wasn't enough for me. I've I've reached my hand outside of the circle to shake hands with some of these spirits and I've felt a physical hand grab mine. Um I had a friend that that tried this and got pulled out of the circle and it took uh the 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 remaining 3 of us that were in this ritual to grab him and pull him back in and and he was being pulled by something we couldn't see, but uh, uh, we, we we could see it as a shadow in the darkness. Is is all it was, but uh, uh, but it was it had it had the strength that it needed to to, to pull a full grown man out of a circle. And uh, and so yeah, it's a uh, uh, I've I've also had really crazy uh, uh, experiences of speaking with uh, specifically high level spirits like uh, Lucifer and Azazel, uh, receiving a message from them. And then having that exact same message usually shouted to me by a homeless person that I pass on the street the next day. <laughs> wow. Um, or, that's pretty weird. So, uh, that, that is yeah. so exorcist. Yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah, I'm just very and, curious. And about that, uh, uh, by the way, go ahead. And that does that, that does uh, that does happen quite a bit, quite a bit more often than you might think. Uh, and 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 something that I've I've verified with other black magicians around the world is that uh, that the answers that you get from the spirits are uh, what the the thing that they tell you is going to be validated in some way. Someone else is going to tell you that you're going to see it in a newspaper, whatever that you'll have almost like signs that you'll see everywhere that start validating that same bit of information. Interesting. Interesting. I've, yeah. I've had, I've had a few, not, not that I want to get into everything I've gone into, but I have had a few instances where I've actually seen shadows. Um, uh, and this wasn't here where I live now, but my former, uh, home, uh, which was in Kearney, New Jersey. And, uh, it was on the night that, uh, I made a pact and, um, I kept seeing shadows in my room. It was the strangest thing. Uh, in addition to that, I've actually, I, I've been in situations where, uh, I've actually, my, my curse or my, my spell 
came true. And like I'm standing there and like someone says something and it is a reference to what I was trying to make happen. And they're saying it's happening. I've got this big grin on my face and I, I'm not saying anything, but I'm like, wow, <laughs> this yeah. just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, so, so when in my, in my early, early days of, uh, of, of black magic, cause I, cause I fiddled with the Wicca for a minute and then the light stuff and I got bored with that pretty quick. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and really baneful magic was, uh, uh, was the, the draw. It was, um, Especially where I was coming from a place of, of perceived lost power. I was like, well, you know, now that, you know, I've, I've been hurt. And so now I have, uh, full reign to hurt anybody that I want. Um, and it was, was my thought at the time. And so, right. uh, I, I had a, I had a girl that was, uh, um, uh, a friend of mine that was just being, she was doing everything she could to just stand in my way with everything. And so I was like, all right, let me, let me actually see, let me put this to the ultimate test. So I made a, a, a heart out of some clay. I just took some red Play-Doh and made a, 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 the shape of a heart, wrote her name on it, put some of her hair in, in, in it and, uh, um, raised a dagger up and just called the powers of darkness, called out to the various names of Satan and, and, and uh, then brought the dagger down one thrust into it. And I could feel all of that generated, uh, hatred just channel right into that, uh, that, that clay. And, uh, instantly, instantly my phone rang. I, I go answer it. It is that girl. She said, did you just try to curse me? Wow. Said, well, no, no. What are you, what are you talking no, about? No, like, not me. <laughs> yeah. She's, 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 she said, I could feel the, she, she said, I felt like, like a knife in my heart. And I'm like, are you serious mm. now? And, uh, she's like, well, well, now that, now that I know about it, it's not going to work. Well, that, that's not true. It worked exactly like it needed to, but, uh, yeah. Interesting. And have you ever tried as well. contacting someone like Bereith? I know Crowley or yeah, Crowley used to speak of that. Uh, yeah, I got that right. Yeah. Um, I think Bereith is, uh, um, um, is, uh, from, from the, the Goesh or from one of the Solomonic, uh, uh, deals at all. But, um, once again, comes from, comes from Canaanite, uh, uh, is, is basically a, uh, a version of, um, of Baal that, uh, of Baal Hadad or, or Baal Mion, the, the, basically the, uh, the, the Lord of Lords, um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm on, I'm honestly not sure if I have actually called on Bereath or if I had a uh, reason to, but I have called on, on Ball and, and a lot of the, uh, the kind of similar family of spirits for sure. Interesting. And of course, we've talked about, uh, the lamb as well, another entity that Crowley speaks of who resembled an ET, which is always fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just had a really interesting conversation with a, a fellow uh, on a podcast yesterday, who uh, who has had alien abduction experiences his whole life, and that led him to black magic. And I really wanted to know, you know, how how that connection happens. And I, you know, I'm I've not. I, I look up for for to see if I can find the UFOs at night, and I really wish you know one would just show up, and and and, and I could just <laughs> just know for sure. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this this guy has had all uh, all kinds of experiences, and I I started asking about the connection between uh, the demonic and 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 these uh, these uh, different species of aliens. And he said that, uh, that, that there, there are nine, there are nine main, uh, gatekeepers, uh, my, nine of the, the most powerful, uh, demonic lords that, that exist. 
And uh, each of these nine has been given a planet to grow their own species on, um, the, the kind of their, their crown jewel of of, uh, of of creation. And uh, Azazel is is uh, kind of the, the the lord over this earth. And uh, there are other planets out there that um, that this fellow claims to have visited and have swapped bodies with uh, with with people uh, on these planets to to experience that. And uh, and so yeah, so there is a, there is a really interesting connection between all of this and aliens that I'm still kind of fleshing out. It, it is uh, it is difficult because I I. I I try to base just about everything on, you know, you, you, you asked earlier uh, about my beliefs and faith in certain things. And sure. I don't really have beliefs in things at all. Uh, if I, if I haven't experienced it, uh, then, then I kind of just put it down on the like maybe list. So there's a, I got a huge maybe list, but, uh, but the things that I, that I'm going to incorporate and that I teach people, um, is not, uh, a belief, uh, at all, but it's actually knowledge of, of, of the thing because of the experiences I've had. So where I haven't had experiences with aliens, it's hard to say, but it does seem like there is a, um, there, there's an interesting convergence, a singularity that we're moving towards that we're going to, we're going to have a lot of these mysteries answered as far as what exactly is going on with these aliens. The, the, uh, the reports that, uh, that are coming out from, from pilots, uh, the, these, uh, the, the trained observers in the, uh, the, the, the Air Force and Navy are, are, uh, there are huge resources to, 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 to take a look at what's going on with some of these, uh, UFO encounters. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it's pretty strange shit going on. And of course, the name Pazuzu just came to my mind from ancient Babylon and Samaria. Just a few Mm -hmm. places. These are all like biblical demons or demons, as they say. Right. Yeah. Wild shit. And and, and so Pazuzu Pazuzu would uh, would tie in really, really closely with um, uh, being like Beelzebub uh, that uh, that. Pazuzu is really, really powerful on uh, on the planet right now because uh, uh, because of this this virus. Anytime that we see a plague sweeping across the earth, that is that is the work of Pazuzu, and um, and so we could take that in a couple of ways. Well, that's that could be like the mythology that that we've uh, evolved in order to explain illness uh, right. and 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 you know pestilence, but. Uh, uh, but I do feel and experience it as an actual an entity that you can call, you can work with, and and like at a time like this, you could call you could call up Pazuzu and basically ask him to pass over your home. Say, hey, you know, just just uh, just so we're clear, we're friends, right? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. By, 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 I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Mike. By the way, do, do you um have you ever practiced Enochianism? Yeah, you know, I, I, I have, and it's, uh, first off, the Enochian keys seem to work really, really well. These are 19 keys that, uh, that are given at the end of the Satanic Bible, and they're also included in, in a lot of different, uh, works, but they're, uh, they're in this Enochian language, this supposedly the, the, angelic language and uh it it does um, even, even if you're 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 completely flubbing up the uh, pronunciation of it and you're you're it doesn't matter just keep reading through that the, the enochian key that you want to be able to trigger the the effect that you want in the world and it does it has spooky spooky fast results really powerful results but this, uh, and- this is this is allegedly angel mad magic angel magic right i mean oh yeah doc- alleged 
Allegedly, I think uh, right. once you once you start dealing with the the entities that these uh, that these different calls and these different signs will will bring forth, um, most most people are pretty convinced these are not angels as 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 we think of them. And the, I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't call them angels. They're 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 actually they're they're terrifying. Um, the, the beings that you call up in in Enochian are are. Uh, there's a, a strong fiery element to them. It, really? If yeah, if they if they if they're if they are in the angelic hierarchy, they're definitely uh, seraphim. The seraphim, the, the, correct? The, the, yeah, the oh. burning ones. Um, they they, uh, they do have a fiery nature. They uh, they seem to be more concerned with uh, um, the turning of time. So the different. Uh, this is a, a good Terence McKenna. Uh, uh, moment where, where Ter- Terrence McKenna looked at uh, time. He said, well, for space, for, for objects, we have broken those down into a periodical table of elements. All of these elements of, of objects that are different from each other, uh, gold versus copper, et cetera. Um, but you, uh, that we, we haven't done that with time. Time just is. And, uh, and that, that time actually does have elements to it that, that certain, at certain times you can do no wrong. Other times you can do no right. Um, you also see, uh, cyclical patterns that at certain times, it seems like certain things seem to happen again and again and again in very similar ways. And, uh, and so time itself does have elements that we're not really, uh, conscious of that, uh, that, that once we become conscious of could do some amazing things. Now, one of the technologies that's being developed that I think we're going to see some breakthroughs in is, is portal technology, being able to portal from one place to another. Uh, once we can understand that, that, that you don't have to travel through space or time to arrive at another location, that's a game changer for our consciousness. And in, and, and using the technology, whatever, whatever machines that we have to accomplish things are, they're not really needed. In all of these machines are Dumbo's feathers that just make us believe because we're actually creating this reality as we, as we observe it. And we just need baby steps to teach us that these things are possible. Understood. And another yeah. name that I didn't want to bring up here, but I'm going to, and it's someone that me and Mike had interviewed in the past, and that's Tracy Twyman. And um, I'm not quite sure if you are familiar with her work at all, Eric, the late Tracy I, Twyman. No, I'm, uh, I'm not. Uh, I am not. I'm going to take a note of her, though. Yeah. What's, uh, what, what's, her, what's her gig? Well, I, I would recommend the book Clock Shavings if you, can, if you can find it and not pay the price of about $992 the last time I checked on Amazon. No way. Correct. And I, I do have a... Oh, maybe I should sell my book. Yeah. I could use some more money right now. I have a copy of it as well. <laughs> and, you know, she was... It, well, in that book, she's contacting uh, Baphomet, which I always found pretty interesting, of course. And, you know, all the times I've tried to bring her back on before her death, she was very elusive with uh, the emails. It was kind of unusual how elusive she actually was. And, Mike, I know you told me some uh, strange news that you heard about Tracy, something right. about her being murdered, you know. correct? Yeah, and you know what? I never followed through with contacting the person who brought me that information. But now that you're writing, uh, now that you've reminded me, I'm writing it down. Yeah, please um, do. On, on that note, I, I have to bring this up. Go ahead. Um, you mentioned, uh, Eric, you mentioned the Enochian keys in the Satanic Bible. Uh, Michael and I had interviewed uh, 
Dr. Michael Aquino, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, leader of uh, the leader, the head of high priest of the Temple of Set, and the former uh, right hand man of Dr. Anton LaVey of uh, the Set Satanic Church, mm-hmm. and he had said to us outright, he's, you know, he said, you know, when when Dr. LaVey put the Enochian keys in the back of the Satanic Bible, he did so knowing that they really had no um, – they were not appropriate and they really had nothing to do with the satanic Bible or anything that was satanic in that sense. Now, this is the word of Michael Aquino. Now, he is – I don't know if you've ever heard this guy speak, but he is a genius. Oh, yeah. He was – Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I was uh, – Eric was actually yeah, here. I actually got to – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I got, I got the uh, the the pleasure of being being able to be on on a show with him, and 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 that's uh, that was that was amazing because I yeah I've I've followed uh, Aquino's work, uh, I mean ever since I started following anybody's work, he he was one of the uh, the first. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely, and and the 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 place. So the, so what uh, do you what do you say to something like that? He he yeah. said outright that that the Enochian keys in the Satanic Bible mean nothing. Well, so. I mean, it's not that they mean nothing. So if you look at the actual uh, original Enochian that, that was channeled by Dee and, and Kelly, um, the, the, there are only a couple changes that uh, that were made, mainly in in the God name. So rather than calling upon the name of of, uh, of various uh, you know Christian or Judaic gods, that uh, that was just changed to Satan. And so uh, so so that's really the only major adjustment that was made to it. But as far as whether or not the keys belonged in in the Satanic Bible, yeah, they, they themselves are not satanic, and and uh, the, the, so uh, an interesting uh, part of that is is that uh, I, I wonder I wonder if that was um, uh, a form of blasphemy that that he was uh, entwining into that that uh, that we're going to take these uh, these these keys now one one of the secret uh, um, uh, interesting knowings, point by the way interesting yeah. Point. One of the secret knowings of the uh, the 19 keys is that if you if you uh, work them in succession, so if you go if you start with the first and work work to the 19th, and uh, and do it all in one sitting, that that itself is going to uh, to evoke the apocalypse. And whether that's the apocalypse on a global scale or for our own personal uh, uh, apocalypse, whatever that might mean to us, it, it does it, it it is meant to stimulate the apocalypse. And so. So, so the fact that he put those in there, I mean, I'm not going to say it's accidental and it definitely was not, uh, uh, you know, whimsically, uh, it, it wasn't just put on there on a whim. It was, uh, that was a calculated measure to, to put something that was obviously not satanic into the satanic Bible. Um, and, and now I do think, I mean, I know that they can be used magically really, really effectively. So at the end of the day, when you look at, at at all of these practices, whether they're, I mean, because Satanism really on its own doesn't have much of an origin story without having the uh, opposition that it's uh, whatever it's opposing, whether that's Christianity or whatever the 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 local major uh, system is, Satanism always stands in opposition, and and I think that's a positive thing in that you, you do need that voice to always say, hey, we could always do better. There's 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 more on the on the horizon. And, uh, and so, so yeah, so, uh, it, it, it is an odd placement to have the, the, you know, King Keeds in there, but it kind of, it kind of makes sense if you look at it from, from the fact that Satanism itself is, uh, uh, an inverse and a reversal of, of, uh, whatever the system is that, that, that holds power in the moment. 
By the way, we are talking about John D. of uh, Enochian magic uh, fame here for those that are not following along. Yes. Continue. I'm sorry. I I had to let people know what we were discussing in case they were lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when when you when you start working through the uh the Enochian systems, they uh the it there there's there's a lot that can be done with it. It's um I I I've found it's a little uh uh it's a, it requires a lot of conscious effort and uh and so you you've got to have a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge about the, the you know what the language is, the the numerical uh associations with each letter that you're using, etc. Um, if you want to take it like all the way, and I, I prefer to go the opposite direction with magic, which is to get my conscious mind out of the way. Most of the time, if you're, if I'm thinking about something, I'm not going to be able to get it, but instead switch over to that flow state and allow the, uh, the ritual to just develop and, 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 uh, for the, for the movements and the words to, to come from spirit rather than to have to be memorized. The, the less I, the less I can rely on my, my brain, the better, because then something else can take over i do that all the time i never rely on my brain <laughs> perfect you're enlightened and i gotta say the left-hand path satanism it's all about the ego but it's also like a darker version of a self-help guide in my personal opinion exactly. having read the satanic bible uh, multiple times over that's pretty much what i came to the conclusion of and eric w- would you subscribe to that notion that it's a self-help uh, guide almost like a dark version of a tony robbins sort of uh, approach <laughs> just a little darker <laughs> yeah 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 and, and really so it's funny you say that because i was i was thinking that to myself last night as, as i was just kind of putting around the house doing doing dinner and whatever i um, that, that, that term actually came to mind because I've had people specifically with, with the way that I approach, uh, um, my presentation of, of, of the subject, uh, people definitely link me up with the, that, that self-help, uh, type of format. Right, right. And I thought, you know, well, well, really it's not so far off because this is, this is a system that, that we're giving you the step-by-step tools to help yourself. And, and, and right. so, and, and, and when you get to the highest forms of magic, uh, so at first, at first we're casting love spells and, and money spells and, and, and we're seeing it as being something that the spirits are going out and in, into the world and getting us what we want. And that's, that's lesser magic. That's, that's simple. But when you get into the higher forms of magic, what it's about is the, the transformation of yourself that, that for the really big things that you want in life, the really big, uh, uh, goals that you have don't really have anything to do with objects. And, and even if it does, the objects are just are just manifestations of you and who you've become. And so, uh, so yes, yeah, so the, the transformation of the self is really the, the, the biggest, uh, that is the end goal. That, that is the, the process that magic puts into place. And, uh, the, the big difference between it and self-help is that the, the, the self-help, uh, movement or the motivational speakers and the, they, they, they have to, um, not scare their audience. So, so they're drawing from, uh, they're drawing from principles of, of, of absolute black magic, of, of witchcraft. And, and, and they're, they're utilizing a couple techniques that, that, that I think a lot of them know are derived directly from witchcraft, but they're, they don't tell their audience, except for the only case I can think of that, 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 that is, uh, an exception to that is Richard Bandler, who started, uh, neurolinguistics programming with, uh, John Laval. Um, he, he would, he would straight up tell people in the middle of, of, of ramping them up and getting them excited. He's got the 
the crowd cheering he says yes i am here in the name of the prince of darkness and everyone go oh yeah that's, that's so funny and go, you don't you don't know he's not joking um that uh <laughs> the, the, good so, times so, so yeah, so it, so it so it is uh, that there there is a definite link, and the, and that link is is absolutely in the the, the principles of of of, uh, of witchcraft or magic or the esoteric uh, are are starting to to trickle into society in in ways that are more palatable than 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 through the occult lens, and that's 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 fine. Um, it is a just just like prayer. They've got they've got some elements that are that are great. They yeah, just there's need, some intent they just there. The full picture, yeah, right. And that's another question Eric. I was receiving earlier. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Michael. That's okay. Um, Eric, yeah. when we were speaking before the show, you mentioned the awakening. You want to elaborate on that and and sort of uh uh you know just just talk about that and explain to people what it means. Yeah, yeah. So well, so okay, most people. Yes, this, this actually does have a good tie-in with uh, with the motivational speaking thing. If you look back to uh, Napoleon Hill, uh, who wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich, he he, he wrote another book that uh, was shelved for for decades called uh, Outwitting the Devil. And uh, in, in this book, he he basically has a conversation with the devil, uh, whether it's in his imagination or not, is is uh, you know to be speculated on. But he he has this conversation with the devil and, and asks the devil, how how do you uh, how do you get people to destroy their themselves? You, 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 we're seeing people destroying themselves with alcoholism and, and 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 this and that and the other. How do you actually get people to do it? So the the devil walks him step by step through all of the ways that that you, that you can snare people and keep them away from their greatest the greatest potential. And uh, and what it comes down to is what he calls being in the in the drift. That you're, you're you're driving your car on ice or snow and you're just drifting. You're not really steering at all. You you don't even have control. You're just hoping you don't die. That's and that's where most people are living their lives are in the drift. Mm. They, they they they're not steering. They're 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 being they're just hoping to make it through the day. Deer in the headlights, and, and that, as I like to call them. Yeah, exactly. Lights that, are on, but no one's home. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the optimal place for for self destruction. I mean, because you, you you got no plan, and even if you did, you have no way to execute it. And so, what what when I'm talking about awakening and being uh, you know waking up is is when you kind of you come to that realization, and go wait a minute, there are things that I need to do on every level, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, to get my life where it needs to be. And then you start taking charge of it and 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 start understanding that 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 there is a, a a web of interconnectivity that uh, that that binds all of these things together, and and so that, so the that that in general is the awakening, the awakening to the to, to the realization that we are in control much more than we thought of our situation, um, and and that uh, that can be expanded to to extreme degrees. Now um, most most people are not there. We we had a, a couple of events. Um, in July, I don't remember the exact day, but in uh, July of 1999, there was uh, a huge shift, um, and this was predicted by Nostradamus. Nostradamus, uh, a lot of the uh, 
a lot of the predictions are hard to to figure out what he's saying, what he's saying is going to happen. A lot of people would filter it through the alien lens or the or the you know occult lens or whatever. Uh, but I just kind of looked at that date and 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 I could feel the shift. I could I, I could sense that something had shifted, and that was one of the first uh, major awakenings. And then we started seeing since the, since 1999 uh, a huge uh, influx of interest in the occult. All of a sudden, the new well, age is just pops off not to interrupt you but i got to bring up uh, back then uh, a friend of mine a good friend of mine mark uh and i would constantly talk about nostradamus and i read two books on him and the thing is that nostradamus had predicted according to uh his his quatrains that when to the year 2000 came uh there was going to be a great war uh from a, a mad dog from the middle east and that there was going to be after the war, there was supposed to be a thousand years of peace and light. And, um, you know, there are many people who say that he predicted 9-11. Uh, there are many people that say that he predicted uh, Saddam Hussein or, or, or Obama, uh, Obama, <laughs> uh, Saddam, uh, what's his name? Uh, Osama. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, one must ask oneself, was Nostradamus – seeing things in a light from a Christian point of view, because had he been uh, caught with all these predictions, he would have been labeled as a heretic, which is why he did everything in code. So yeah. again, one must ask oneself, was he writing from a Christian point of view or was he writing from an occultist point of view? Sorry to interrupt you. You're yeah. saying. Yeah. No, I think, and I think he was writing from both. Um, uh, that, that, that is, you know, you mentioned that earlier with the grimoires that, that, that there's just so much Christianity in them. And that, that was, uh, that was the, 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 the lens that everything had to be filtered through at that point. Right. And so, uh, so, so yeah, so the, so the, the conjurations would be there and then say, you know, if we just put the name Jesus in there a couple times, it's not going to, it's not going to offend anybody. Okay, cool. Right. Do what you got to do. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, it was that or be burned at the stake, one or the other. Correct. Right. And, and, and you know, Nostradamus had um, – his actual quatrains are, are mysterious as hell. They're trying trying, to, trying to, 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 to figure out what he's actually talking about is going to happen can be very, very difficult with, uh, with that. One of the things that's not are the dates. The, the dates are pretty specific and, and, uh, and so you can get into it and, and, and uh, so – we were supposed to be engaged in a middle in in a war with the Middle East. It seems like since about that time we have been. Yeah. Um, we still are. Yeah, we're yeah. still at war. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. One that, that's even the other the other crazy thing is that the, because there have there have been prophecies of um, a hundred year war that would uh, that would occur uh, prior to the uh, the the full apocalypse. And then if you think about it, World War One started, and we have not been at peace since. Uh, we, we've 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 come up on about a hundred years of of uh, of warfare nonstop. Whether whether it's uh, with these small countries, with terrorists, with uh, uh, all all of the different wars we have ourselves spread uh, uh, into, we've the world has been at war for over a hundred years, and and uh, it's. It's really no surprise that uh, that that we're starting to see what I think is a a backlash from the natural world, kind of telling us that we need to chill our shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well said, well said, and you're right. Since World War One, we have let's see, we entered the uh, World War Two. There was the uh, 
Israeli war. Um, there was a Korean war, Vietnam. There was Desert Storm. Uh, golly, there's been a lot. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of it was also religious based. And as far as Muslims, the, the, the fanatic Muslims are concerned, they'll be at war for the rest of their lives. That's all they want to do is fight. Yeah, they were born yeah, to do yeah. uh, for that, basically. Mike, they are taught at an early age about that and accepting that fate that they will basically blow themselves up. Yep. They have games, little yeah. kids. They grow up uh, playing that shit. It's um pretty, yeah. pretty it, grotesque if you dark. think about it. Yeah, that's real dark shit right there. That's yeah. right. They start them young. Imagine yeah. that. They start teaching, them young. Teaching your child that, you know, when, when the time comes, the, the best thing to do in life is kill yourself as, as you take down others. <laughs> I mean, nuts. it's just absolute sickness. Well, and, and to, to contrast that, you know, my, be, living in Utah, um, my, my daughter, uh, who's thir 13 or, wow, wow, no, she's not. She's 15. Oh my gosh. Oh um, no, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's 15 now. Wow. Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, as she was growing up, um, friends would come over and, and as, as they would find out that we weren't, uh, part of the, the, the religious, uh, majority. Here, the norm, right. The, yeah. She, she'd, she'd come home crying and say, Oh, I, you know, little Brittany can't play with me anymore. And, uh, oh. and I'd have to explain to her every time, well, you, so our, our faith and our beliefs, include everybody so uh, so i don't care what religion anybody any of these kids are they're all welcome at our home if their religion uh keeps them from being friends with you then that kind of tells you where the religion is at that, that that if their religion is exclusive if it's something that 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 disconnects them from other people i don't know that that's a religion that that, that i would want to be part of and and she was able to kind of look at it and and understand the, the hopefully the underlying lesson there that you know that sucks there are, there, are, there is going to be discrimination not everybody's going to get get who you are and what you're about uh, that's okay this is and and, and this is some pretty weird stuff when, when, when you're on the, uh, the extreme fringes like I am, like, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it is going to raise some eyebrows, but that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's one thing hmm. I've noticed about uh, being, um, not part of the mainstream religions is that I've always been open minded and polite and courteous to those who, uh, follow their their religious views and and god and then they they instantly categorize anyone who is not in association with their belief to be the heretic infidels yeah the heretic yeah mm -hmm. exactly and as a matter of fact that happened to us on saturday when we interviewed the other guy eric um Gajewski. Was, and that's right right and um he said that uh, you know, we, he was going to a better place than we were was going to be protect. Yeah. Better, better protected from the virus even. And that <laughs> yes. people like myself who were, you know, not part of his religion. And mind you, I was born and raised a Roman Catholic as a boy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he just basically, he, he made it sound just like, like, you know, the Jewish religion, which is they are the chosen ones. Well, you know, fuck you, man. That, that's, that's, that's a real, that's a real, you know, conceited way to look at things, thinking that you're better than everyone else because of what your mental belief in a, a, a religion is. 
And I, I've never felt that way. I've always discussed with people or talked to people that are associated with people who are uh, a Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, uh, uh, and any of the other – whatever other religion there may be out there. And I've never said, you know, you if you – you know what it is? They, they will not even speak to you or give you the time of day if they know that you're not on their side. I can't tell me how, mm -hmm. how many priests I've run into in, in the work that I do. And I, you know, I ask my, I say to myself, if this guy only knew who I was, <laughs> right? you know, yeah. and they just talk to me that everything's fine. But if I were to tell them, yeah, I'm a Satanist, there would be a complete no, it's over. turnaround. Yeah. yeah see, so that's, that's one interesting aspect of all of this is that I've talked to plenty of people that are religious. And as soon as they find out you're not uh, aligned with their ideology, you become the enemy right away. The most judgmental people on earth, they just come out in a second once they find that out. And people that are Satanist or atheist or any sort of um, something else, they've all been very accepting of me. And I'm someone that I claim no affiliation to any group, no gods, no managers. I came to the realization the best answers come from within, not from an outside source, just the universe, even though that sounds like some hippie shit. Uh, <laughs> I've learned that that's kind of the truth. Well, at least that's my truth. It might not be the truth for uh, you or Mike or anyone else at home listening, but that's really what I've come to realize myself. And I have studied multiple religions as well. I've done all of that. I've taken philosophy uh, ace that fairly easily, you know, and, but that's basically what it comes down to. And the problem is most are not listening or caring enough about the higher self. Maybe I'm wrong, right? Yeah. But that's just what I've concluded. Well yeah. said, Michael. Yeah. And I, I think, I think if you, uh, uh, as, as you reach towards the, the, I think more perfected state of, our, of your higher self and, and, and being more congruent with that, that, uh, those kinds of judgments tend to, 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 to disappear from your, your mind and your heart because it doesn't, it, the, the, that's a really, it's a really low vibration to, 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 to judge anybody for anything right. really is a low vibration. And, uh, and so, you know, the, the more evolved a person is, the, the less you find that that's part of what their life is about. And, uh, w w what is going to be absolutely vital in going forward into all of the transitions that are, that are occurring in, in, in the world and that, in, uh, in my opinion, are going to get more intense as we go forward. The, the biggest thing we all need to do is, is focus on where our mind is at and, uh, and, you know, using whatever religion you want to use, whatever practices uh, are are most suited for you, it, it is a it is a time to turn inwards and to uh, to to find that certainty and in, in uncertain times to find hope when you're when when you're feeling hopeless to 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 really bring your internal state to where you want your life to be because um uh, that 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 is going to determine everything and so uh, when people if 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 people's spirituality is is causing them to pay a lot of attention to somebody else that's not really what the uh what, where you should be even even right. even in the the realm of black magic this is one of the big things that 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 is a turning point for the black magician is is going from casting spells on others to performing rituals to change yourself uh, you you do see that that transition 
happens, it's almost guaranteed to happen if somebody walks the path for long enough that, that the, the desire to control others or to, 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 uh, to manipulate others is a really, once again, a low level desire that you move through pretty quickly. And then, and then you go, Oh, wait a minute. It's not about them at all. It's not, it's not that I needed uh, the, the, the girls to like me. It's that I needed to like myself. Right. And, and so I needed to make these changes to, to, to make that happen. And, and that's where you get into, you know, a, a high magic that is unifying because it kind of goes beyond the, uh, the, the in and out group and just gets into, uh, to us as being the, 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 the gods that we need to be looking to. Understanding magic is, is taking, taking a step into, uh, being completely responsible the things that you do. Uh, Michael even said it before, and, and I agree with him. Uh, the Satanic Bible, in my personal opinion, was one of the best self-help books I had ever read in my life. Take yeah. it as you want, you know, but it, there's no doubt about it. Magic teaches you, and it, particularly even in the Satanic uh, realm, it teaches you to be responsible and take full responsibility for the actions that you do. Exactly. Right. And, you know, that all correlates to a question I was asked a few minutes, well, maybe a half an hour ago when we were talking about magic, uh, white magic, black magic. Is it good? Is it wrong? And, you know, I told that person right now via Twitter, a private message, I told him, well, would you consider a polar bear uh, evil or good once they attack and eat uh, baby seals? Do you do you see it that way? Um, I view magic in the same sense Good where, analogy. correct, I see magic in the same sense, really. It's all part of nature. It's how, it's how, mm -hmm. it's what you make of it. Exactly. It's and who magic, you are. It's what you make it, of it. Exactly. Just like in life. That's what it's all about. Right. It all comes down to White you. White and black are coexisting. Just like Eric said before with magic, it's, it's the, the light and the dark coexisting together right. to create certain things, whether it's manifested physically or mentally. And just like nature, so well put, Michael. Now there is a uh, there's a there's a pretty glaring um, contradiction in in the whole uh, philosophy of white magic, though. So so the idea is is that that there is a a creator of some sort that 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 uh, uh, that's perfect that created everything and 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 it is perfect. There's no you can't question that. And and so in that case. Any magical ritual that you perform to try to make something happen is telling the creator that it didn't do a good enough job and that you can do better. Therefore, all magic is black magic. All magic is, uh, is in some way telling the universe that you can do better than it, than it's doing. And so it is, a, it is like a, a, a high form of blasphemy to, to do magic at all. So I would say that all magic is black magic. I can it's agree just with that. White magicians like to feel a little uh, more <laughs> self-righteous about it. I, I can agree <laughs> with you on that, no doubt. And just to say this again, yeah. it's all on you. Uh, reality. It's basically what you do. It's what you make, friends. Michael, yeah, what, remember, remember how we mentioned on Saturday after we did the interview on Saturday with Eric that how we were saying. Um, uh, it, it, it it's it's it, it, like what you just said it's all on you it's, it's right. your responsibility and and what you make of it whereas if something goes wrong let's just say for argument's sake a, a christian um you know for everything that goes wrong they blame satan for everything goes right 
God. Or blame. They, 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 they give credit to God. Maybe Jesus, as, maybe, as, too. Maybe Jesus, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that, that, in my personal opinion, I always thought that was a complete cop-out because, when, it, you know, you're, you're here on this planet to do what we do as humans, and that is simply exist and survive and procreate. Uh, unfortunately, we've gotten to a point where we're taking things to a much different level now, as Eric mentioned before. We're yeah. really fucking things up. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's such a cop out to say, oh, well, you know, this, this disease is being like Eric said on Saturday. This disease is a result of of people sinning. Oh, come on. Oh, give boy. Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. You know, yeah and, you know, and, and the um, the the. <laughs> A lot of spirituality, uh, or or what what could be spirituality, is is in fact a, a, a whole system of cop outs that uh, I I'll get on consultations with people constantly who are uh, who said you know what I, I I did this ritual and then the, the 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 spirits started getting out of control and then people started cursing me and now I'm possessed and the and then they throw all of these uh, they, they, they create. <laughs> They create this huge story, this huge story that, that gives them a sense of significance, and it also right. gives them a, a feeling of of not that that their life is not under their control. Therefore, you know, they, they just need this. They need to just have the the this exorcism done or this ritual done, and that will save them. And 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 then I have to kind of take them a couple steps back and say, well, wait a minute, what what are you actually doing to solve your problems? Like what what right? And and, and, and you, you guys have brought up an excellent uh, point well that, that there is a. a there is a need for action that you're actually doing things to, to, to bring the life that you want. And, and also, uh, once again, paying very close attention to what's going on in your internal state. If you're, if you're complaining a lot, then you're going to have a lot to complain about. So you kind of shift away from complaints and towards talking. And I, I, I try to only say words that are, are in congruency with my, with, with what I want. Cause I know that the words I speak are creating the reality that I enjoy. So, uh, so you got people who are complaining or are always thinking that something bad's about to happen. Yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna bring that. Um, you know, for for instance, as this uh, this COVID nineteen is, is is doing its thing, um, I, the first thing I had to do was uh, was go up to my hotel room and meditate for a few minutes to get my mindset right to to fill out what I needed to fill out and to uh, to 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 just. To, to not go into anything with panic. Panicking does not help anything. It, it, there's not a single situation that panicking is going to be advantageous. Um, and you look at the, the flow state, you know, I've been looking to a lot of, uh, Navy SEAL training and what, what the Navy SEALs go through and, and the flow state that they develop. And, uh, and a lot of it has to do with keeping your world small, that you're focused on what you have to do today to, 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 to make it through the day, to, to, to do, to build your kingdom. To improve yourself and to to make your life and the lives of others better, and uh, and if you can do that just a little bit every day, that adds up pretty quickly. Interesting. And Eric, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. I know we kind of went a little long here, and I don't want to hold you up too long, but I do appreciate you being a guest here and taking the time to have this open discussion with all of us here. I thought it was pretty goddamn good, and I had a <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and I hope you had fun too, Eric. No, I did. It's I know it was a blast jumping on talking to you both, and uh, and yeah. I'm I'm glad to be able to uh to to be on I I I think that uh w- one of the things that that um 
I would suggest everybody do and that, that I've been trying to really double down on is, uh, is, is find the things to be grateful for. Like in these, in this moment we're, it's easy to get lost in the fear and the, the uncertainty. But first off, if you woke up this morning, you have a lot to be grateful for. And if, if you had loved ones that are still waking up and, and, and enjoying the, the sun, sunlight, that's, that's something to be, be very, very grateful for. And, uh, yeah, that, 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 that energy of gratitude is a, is an actual palpable energy that can start to rearrange what's going on inside of you and the, and the life that you create. Well said, You've got Eric. a very positive outlook on things, Eric, and I That's appreciate that very much. Oh, yes. Eric, before we part ways, go ahead and plug anything you like. The floor is yours as always. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So a lot of people are uh, are stuck at home and, and are not able to go out and, and are also – you know, having a shortage of, of finances. So, uh, what, what I've done to, to try to do the little bit that I can to help is, uh, made all of my video courses, uh, half off. So 50% sale throughout the, the month. So if you're stuck at home, you can get a video courses much more affordable, half off at the, for, for this month. And, uh, and that'll give you something that you can do. So you're not just sitting at home, you know, watching re, uh, reruns or something. <laughs> right. You, you <laughs> Yeah, you, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Use use this time like and and this is a this is a huge thing is a, this this time if you're in time out use this time out as an opportunity to to learn to grow to develop yourself because what we what we have come to see is that's what we have is who we are and and we need to to shore that up as strong as we can right now. I have one question for you, Eric, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you had a Pick one. What would be your favorite movie that is associated with either the devil or black magic or anything like that? Ooh, uh, White Noise. This movie with Michael Keaton uh, dealing with um, uh, electronic voice phenomena. EVPs, right? And yeah, and it is. Uh, it's it's a spooky movie because it's. It's one of the, they, they did a lot of research. They had some, they must have had some really, really good, uh, um, uh, some, somebody that was giving them good information through, for, for that movie because it, uh, it is startlingly real. The, the appearance of, of some of the, uh, the specters that appear in there, uh, it, it's frightening to me because it's some of the same stuff that I'll see in, in my temple, but I'm seeing it in a, in a movie. It's one of the few that, that, that has gotten really close to what the experience is actually like. Um, so that's, that, that is probably the only movie that I can watch that, 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 that scares me if I watch it alone. Interesting. Um, so, so yeah, white did noise you, is a rude one. Did you see the witch? I did. That was uh, I saw. I saw that in the theater when it first came. Oh, that was really good. That what that, a great film. What a yeah, great it was, film. I love that film. It took me. It took me a minute to get into the accent, like the the, 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 yeah. the that thick accent. It did take me a minute, but uh, but then it started unfolding, and that was a beautiful, beautiful movie. Oh, so well put together. That I, I have tried writing to the director and and just praising him because <laughs> I really fell in love with that film. It it's a romantic film in my personal opinion, even though it has to do with the dark arts. But anyway, I just wanted to see what your your uh, what your favorite film was, and uh, thank you so much for being part of our show today. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks guys. I appreciate being on. Very nice. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again on the other side, Eric. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Take care. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, that was EA Coetting. Check out his work. If you fancied what he was talking about this evening, 
uh, evening for those that will catch this on a replay. And uh, Mike, I want to thank you as well for being a part of the program. And uh, Mike, I don't think you heard uh, the new intro that we have. We have a, a bit of a sound drop now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play that for you. I'm, I'm going to mute us and uh, play that now. It's only right about, on. yeah, it's only about 20 seconds. Check this out, Mike. This is from one of our listeners. Uh, this is okay. from. Okay. Yeah, this I'm is. excited. This is from our boy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael and Mike of the Michael Deacon Program. It's Gavin Manning. I like it. As a good little Michael and Mike. That's a good old school feel, right? Yeah, I feel like we should be like on NBC with like yeah. uh, some old school 70s curtains behind us. Exactly. We should be uh, smoking cigarettes while we do the show. Smoking cigarettes in like real like shark skin suits or something. Yeah, and just uh, putting the cigarettes out on the furniture. Old yeah. school style. Love it. Patent patent girls on the behind. That's right. Getting all sorts of uh, Me Too complaints out here. <laughs> Thank you to Local Machine for that or Element 115, whatever he wants that to go by. That was awesome. Yeah, great job. I liked it. Very romantic. Very good. I like the vibe very much. And Mike, we will be doing this again Saturday night. Yes, we will. I look forward to that, yes, my friend. Will. Yep. And... uh Interesting show again today. Very well done. Very well done. Thank you. Yes. So, Mike, say good night to everyone. Well, here in uh, the East Coast, it's it's daylight, so I'm not going to say good night. <laughs> I'm going to say good afternoon, everyone. Thank we'll you say, for listening. There you go. And there you go. And if uh, if you're interested, you want to check out my artwork, go to horribleartwork.com. If you're interested in any of my music or anything associated with uh, my musical efforts, go to Mike. Hideous.com, and that's M-Y-K-E, Hideous.com. Thank you. Very nice. Talk to you soon, Mike. All right, Michael, you have a good day, and stay out of trouble, will you? I'll try. Mahalo. All right. Ciao. Bye-bye. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the one and only Mike Hideous helping us bring down the house like a hospital in China. And I want to thank all of you out there in the chat room. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us here and enjoying the program. Of course, you can get a hold of me via Twitter at Michael Deacon. And of course, if you want bonus content, please direct yourself to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon or PayPal. There is a link over at MichaelDeacon.com. And yes, we will be back Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, tonight was fun, and I keep saying tonight, I meant this uh, afternoon now here in the West Coast was fun, but of course, those that will listen to this on a replay, it will be dark as shit by the time you listen. So I do thank all of you out there, and remember to keep boosting those immune systems, and actually, when I say boost those immune systems, you can't really boost your immune system. What you can do is optimize it. And that is basically what I'm referring to. Stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are on this island Earth. I'm Michael Deacon. See you soon. Take care. Under the moon, I saw you. So soon you'll take me up in your arms today to beg you. Oh, cancel it though. I know it must be 
killing time Unwillingly mine Fate Up against your will Through the thick and thin He will wait until You give yourself to to him. 